This week's episode of The Sports Lords is brought to you by Boobs the Restaurant. Boobs, it's okay to stare. <laughs> now it's time for The Sports Lords. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to Boobs the Restaurant. We we mentioned it last week on the show when we were talking about horny guy restaurants, and uh, we thought we had an original idea, but I guess Boobs the Restaurant is a thing. And if you follow us on social media, you've seen their commercials. Yeah, welcome aboard as sponsors. Um, mm-hmm. Herb was a little more muted in that ad read. That was because. Uh, Someone in the next room was having a work call and he uh-huh. thought the subject matter might be a little taboo, but. Which is impressive because Herb, norm- Herb normally does not care. Right. But, uh, it, you know, it's 2022. He's showing some restraint. He's uh, been nutting a lot for the last month. So I think he's tired. Well, it's back to dry January. Yeah, that's right. That's what that means, right? Dry mm-hmm. January. Um, But yeah, boobs is a... a- really terrific um restaurant i'm told i'm i haven't gone yet um i think there's one in new jersey and i'm told the wings are great um the beer is ice cold and john gruden their spokesperson said it's a great place to watch the game and get blackout drunk so you gotta trust it if there's anyone that knows it's john gruden yeah, I, I've even heard a rumor that they have a breathalyzer, and if you blow <laughs> under a, the legal limit, you cannot drive. You can't leave. They will not let you leave until you get until you're legally over drunk. the legal limit. Mm-hmm. And and you know, you might think, well, John Gruden, why why listen to him? He's disgrace. He's got, but dude used to be the also the voice of another horny guy restaurant. And maybe even worked at one at Hooters at some point as well. He, he absolutely did. So, you know, he, he, was he knows at, his horny guy restaurants. I didn't know that until recently that he worked at a Hooters in the 80s. And uh, I assume that was about when he was in college or so, thereabouts. And I can only assume that um, there were a lot of there's a lot of sexual harassment coming from him toward the waitresses at that particular Hooters. Um, I mean, yeah, like he, he, I, you're right. He told us, um, he like straight up told us that he did this and uh, we can, we can listen to it now. We have, we have audio here of uh, John Gruden talking about Hooters and when he, back when he was their spokesman and not boobs, the restaurant previous to boobs. All right, here for some football. And they're shooting a Hooters commercial. Oh, come on. About bar food and these girls? Oh, man. Killer new food, football in HD, and Hooters girls. Check out our co-star. You know he was a cook here before he was a coach? What? No way. I used to cook these wings in the 80s. Why would you go anywhere else, man? Just go to Hooters. 
Well, kiss the cook. Chucky's totally digging it. There you one go. Of, one of the most uh, inexplicably terrible pieces of copy I've ever heard. <laughs> First of all, if you're listening, you don't know that uh, that that's two finger puppets talking to mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Why? We may never know. Um, maybe just because it was cheaper than hiring actors. I don't know. Um the then, girls aren't in it. The girls they reference are like you see barely a blurry waitress in the background. So, so let's break it down. The food is not in this. It's barely in this too. Yeah. So first of all, the exchange between the finger puppets doesn't even make sense. No. Because one of them says, "Why is John Gruden here? What are they? Sh- or they're shooting a commercial for what? The wings and the, the girls, tasty and- bar food and the girls." And the guy's like, "No." And then says, actually, he just rephrases exactly what the guy said. He's like, mm-hmm. no, the delicious wings and the Hooters girls. And it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> you could have just said like, yeah, yeah, pretty much, man. They're making a commercial for a restaurant. Um, and then Gruden's reasoning for why you would never eat anywhere else is that I cooked these wings in the 80s. All right. Why would you go anywhere else? A guy who has, is not known for cooking cooked these wings in the 80s. Right. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, it's, it's great stuff. Um, also, if you're looking for this online, just so you know, um, nine years ago, Robin Cotier put down the first comment on this commercial. Mm. Love John Gruden. Uh, followed by the second comment, Bay Lock, nine years ago also. This is my fave commercial on TV. Mm. So people are into it. So I guess the people who wrote the commercial are those two people. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you would think. I don't think anyone was uh, actually feeling that way. No. Um, I, I think the copywriters for Boobs the Restaurant, much better. Oh, 100%. A hundred percent. So just want to get that out there. And Gruden's acting has gotten a little bit better. Um, now, if as we're talking about this, you know, they are our sponsor. And just to help them out a little bit, I think maybe for their next ad with with Coach, um, you know, maybe take a page out of Hooters and get some other people involved, not just Coach. Because uh, here's another classic. Yeah. John oh. Gruden. Um commercial for Hooters from a long time ago and and maybe boobs the restaurant will uh expand and learn from this it's a good idea hey coach hey joey chestnut world wing eating champ you here for some wings you know it what are you doing over here well hooters asked me to shoot this football video for them but apparently they meant football football yeah football like soccer in brazil football <laughs> ah football nice Football? Football. Oh, football. No, football. 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 Oh, foosball. Foosball? No. Just so you know, there's a banner here. It's not complicated. No matter what football you like, watch it at Hooters. 
okay and this is where the writers kind of totally redeem themselves mm -hmm. because this is a classic comedic misunderstanding um because joey chestnut <laughs> famous the joey here. chestnut <laughs> they got the real joey chestnut i will say if uh Gruden is the best actor by far in this commercial. <laughs> Everyone else lays a big old turd right in the middle of their screen because we got Joey Chestnut. And he's like football, and he's like no football, like soccer in Brazil, which is funny too because in his in his mind, I guess only in Brazil do they call it football. Um, and so then. And then at some point, John Daly adds the confusion by the guy saying, says "Fruit bowl." He that John Daly, famous golfer, or food bowl. Excuse me, not fruit. Does he? I thought he said fruit bowl. I think he says food bowl first because he's holding a bowl of food, and then he says fruit bowl. Ah, uh, which is um, weird. <laughs> because well, John Daly, if you don't know, is known as being like the bad boy of golf. Sort of, he's like a redneck from arkansas who has a blonde mullet and he chain smokes and drinks diet cokes on the course and he drives the ball really like long like he used to be like a big time driver yes happy so, gilmore is loosely sort of kind of inspired by him yes and he's like known for being a party guy kind of the perfect guy for a, a hooters commercial <laughs> yeah. but they use him in the weirdest way of just like fruit bowl um, yeah like honestly they should scrap the commercial just have john daly chugging beer and drinking and smoking cigarettes and he's like hooters it's awesome yeah. and that should be their commercial. <laughs> all right here <laughs> but honestly like i don't know i mean that was better than some of the sketches i saw while doing comedy in new york city that's true or that's the true. level of some of a lot of uh that'd be I, in like the seen. that'd be above the 30 percent of the worst stuff yeah that actually. makes sense like um like if if i was because a couple times i would direct sketch comedy teams i directed a lot um so this isn't a slight to anyone if you're listening but if you're not listening this is absolutely a slight against you if this was brought in i'd be like this this wouldn't this wouldn't be close to the worst thing. No, it wouldn't. Um, Both in the writing and the acting. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, the acting, that's another thing. That's uh like Gruden would honestly, I would I would put him on a sketch team like that, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day. Oh yeah. He could he could get acting work. I bet he'll pop up in movies soon. Oh, definitely. He'll he'll definitely be in something. The new Rambo or something. I'd watch it, but um, but yeah. Sorry, guys. We got right back into horny guy restaurants. Thanks to boobs, the restaurant our our sponsor. Um, you know, while I'm looking here, it's, it's an important part of the sports entertainment landscape. Horny really, guy restaurants. It really is. And if you if you don't believe us, you know, we got football covered there. Here's another one for for those non football or football from Brazil uh fans out there because you know horny guy restaurants cover it all it's zip off time oh it's playing time baby Slam, jam, bam. give up the rock baby oh, you guys are awesome baby you 
guys are lame, baby, with a capital L. But Hooters food is prime time, baby. Watching the games, pampering from the Hooters girls, drooling over your food, Hooters makes you feel young again. But please, save the babies for Dickie V. That was awesome, baby. What? What? Now, that is a very upsetting line when it first hit my ears. Save the babies for Dickie V. <laughs> yep. Not not good. Not some not a sentence I ever wanted to hear. Because <laughs> they have a they have a baby meter at the bottom for every time someone says baby. Okay. There's a few troubling things, uh, many troubling things in that one. First off, like not that John Gruden's better, but there's something about Dick Vital uh combined with a horny guy, anything that just does not work for me <laughs> i uh i mean there's so much <laughs> uh, <laughs> like um yeah on food it sounds weird like drool over our food it's like no no one should drool over anything that's no you have you need help i'm, I'm also happening. like i'm like where did these commercials air i don't remember ever seeing them um, i do you do? I do. I remember seeing Dick EV for sure and John Gruden. And I want okay. to say Tony Romo, maybe even. That sounds right. Sport. I mean, they were they were both doing like corona commercials. Yeah. Seems like Tony follows Gruden in his footsteps. <laughs> uh -huh. Hopefully it ends there and it doesn't go right where because uh yeah. Uh I don't know. My mind is sort of racing now with like uh, how do like job interviews go at Hooters you know <laughs> like that must be like does the manager just say like all right now stand up and give me a spin <laughs> you know what I mean oh, it's like so degrading to think oh, about yeah but, but hey it's not um it's not just horny guy restaurants because you just told me about there's a place I believe in Atlanta for the ladies, if you want to go to a horny lady restaurant uh, called Tallywhackers. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's in, it's a Texas based restaurant. I don't know Texas. if they're in Atlanta. I was looking okay. at a list of various horny guy restaurants and yeah, Tallywhackers isn't quote unquote, a restaurant as it's called, but it's a Dallas based restaurant. It's scantily clad servers boasting plenty of cleavage some are even topless aka shirtless short shorts and they serve hot bar food so it's just dudes basically okay well right on ladies are horny too yeah um anywho anyway happy new year everyone happy uh new year <laughs> uh as you can see we are we are down a lord today as uh, Jimmy will not, uh, unfortunately, be able to make it to the record. Because he was taken by COVID. He was taken by COVID. <laughs> Maybe, no. Will COVID bring him back? We don't know. Maybe. No, he recovered and we're, we're happy for him, but he's, he's fine. He's totally stuck at work. Yeah. He's um, stuck at work because uh, COVID has affected his coworkers. And so it's uh, affecting all of us. Yeah, I'm I'm currently in 
COVID protocols, as they call it in the NBA. Um, not I, I'm negative, but I've been exposed. <laughs> so, um, anyway, you guys are sick and tired of COVID. I know I am. So let's fucking let's like fucking. There's so many hot sports topics to cover. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just regular. I mean, I know for me, I don't. I don't know where you want to go, but go wherever you want, man. I would we'll, like to start with we'll get the, it all. Um, I watched the entire Duke's mayonnaise bowl, mm-hmm. just waiting for the mayo dump. Um, and if you don't know, if you're not familiar, it's a bowl game sponsored by Duke's mayonnaise. My favorite mayonnaise. It's the mayonnaise that has twang. Mm-hmm. It has twang. It, it, we learned that because uh, it was basically a four-hour-long uh, commercial for Duke's Mayo. This game, mm-hmm. and honestly, fine by me. But I watched, and it was a pretty good game, as I recall. Yeah, the game was entertaining. Um, the actual football, but they kept teasing the Mayo Mayo bath is coming. Winning winning coach gets a Mayo bath, and I think I even posted a picture. Mm-hmm. Because Coach Shane Beamer of uh, South North Carolina, Car- South Carolina, was like, "I'm not a Mayo guy, but I'll take one for the team if we win." Um, and Coach Mac Davis of UNC said, "Mac Brown, Mac Brown, sorry, yeah. Mac Brown said, um, he's like, shoot, I'll do." It. I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but he's like. You could hit me in the face with a frying pan if we win. I just want to win the game. <laughs> um, great answer. So I was psyched. Um, and then at the end of the game, it was like that moment in a Christmas story where the rug gets pulled out from under um, Ralphie, where it's, uh, you know, where he's like, oh, it's a crummy commercial for Oval Team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like that because then they they were like, to watch the mayo dump just head on over to the espn app and i was like no i'm not gonna do that not, i don't have that app i'm not downloading an app and then you could tell they immediately got a lot of bad feedback online because within 20 to 30 seconds um the host was like just just you know we did tease that a lot and we are gonna show it but if you want to see it sooner just go to the app but we're gonna show it too and I was like, yeah, what knucklehead executive wanted to all in addition to making it an ad for Duke's Mayo, make it a way to drive people to their stupid app. Yeah. Shame, shame on you, ESPN. Yeah, I'm I'm all about so it's like it's not my obviously my I'm not the only person, I'm not the first person who's coming, not coming down, but just like annoyed with like the bowl games. Cause like, yeah, it it's more clear that like, these are just advertisements and no one gives a shit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the Dukes people leaned into it, which is great. And so did like the commentators. Cause like, I don't remember who it was for his PN, but throughout the game, they were like dipping Oreos in Mayo and like eating all kinds of gross shit with Mayo. Um, and it's like, you know what, if you're going to be doing something stupid like that, just embrace it. Yeah. And honestly, for me, that'd be a dream job. Yeah. Dip, would, dipping things into Duke's mayonnaise. I would love it. I would do it in a heartbeat. And uh, and yeah, the mayo bath was gross. Um, it was watered down mayo that they dumped on um, mm, Shane, Shane Beamer. Beamer. Yeah. 
a highlight of his career, I imagine. Like I mean, forever. He even said in the post game pre Mayo bath, he was like, honestly, I'm kind of dreading this Mayo bath that I'm about <laughs> to have to do. So it was on everyone's mind. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is sort of a commercial, all these, like there's, there's so many bowl games and so many were canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were like four or five canceled. There were kind of big games with big schools in them too. It wasn't just, you know, the Tulsa, whatever, you know, no offense to them, but it was like university of Miami, the hurricanes didn't play. And like all these other big Texas A&M had to leave theirs, which kind of leads us <clears throat> nicely into what I read about. And um, I know you read about or saw with Kirk Herbstreet's terrible take. Yeah. It all ties in together in my opinion, because uh, so Real quick, before we get into that, um, yeah. I did want to say, because we're talking about the mayo bath, and it's like every bowl should have a bath, and they're trying to get to that, I think. <laughs> and I think regardless of the product, there should be some sort of whatever the sponsor is, that's what you get bathed in as the coach. So like Dabo Sweeney, for example, was in the Cheez-It Bowl, and he got ba- he got a, a Cheez-It bath and like hand-fed Cheez-Its from uh, Prince Chedward, the <laughs> mascot of the Cheez-It Bowl, <laughs> which Dabo, of course, was like, oh, this is the best bath I've ever taken or some dumb joke like that is what he said. It's like, this, this is all you can ask for. Oh, I mean, it's, it's just an honor to even meet Prince Chedward. I mean, you're meeting royalty for real. You so. are. And I place Prince Chedward in the Cheez-It royal family above <laughs> the english royal family <laughs> definitely i think i speak i think that jimmy would agree probably most listeners i would hope would agree um the british royal family is a farce yeah the cheese it royal family is real god godly you, you know who wasn't on jeff epstein's airplane prince chedward prince chedward <laughs> you know the royal family all of them were on there yeah the british so. royal family so hey it's easy. It's an easy choice. And what does the British royal family give anyone? Nothing. Just misery and and you know history of oppression. What does the Cheez It royal family give people? It's in the name Cheez Its. You get Cheez Its. They don't give their employees very good working hours or conditions, but hey, no one does. Uh, well, he wouldn't get, be a good. He wouldn't be a Cheez-Its good prince. <laughs> He wouldn't be a good prince if Prince Chedward let them have benefits and right, right. humane working conditions. Right. Um, um, but yeah, so that was a fun bath. But yeah, I think all of them should find ways to make their products into baths on top of it. So like Lockheed Martin just dumps a bunch of military weapons on the coach or hmm. something. And, you know, you got... Your, or just like get out a an automatic weapon fire into the sky fire or fire down at the coach and make him run around <laughs> so there's military you have a uh, bomber a bomber fly over just. yeah just drop bombs and he <laughs> runs away um uh, but yeah you know i think it's a cool idea i'm glad we're going down the path like with the mayo the cheese it's the various other baths that they're doing um I just worry, and I apologize to Mrs. O'Connell in advance right now, but if they do like a Brazzers Bowl at some point, that bath 
could be a lot of things. It could be. We will let you do your own imagineering of what that bath might be. And maybe the coach at that point, like they, whatever kink, they get to choose what kind of bath they get. Because, mm. you know, or if if uh, bazungas.com gets in on it because they've been talking for years about getting in on it, uh, you know, they can figure something out. But And, um, you know, it's funny because I was thinking the same thing. Like those are theoretical, but I wonder what like Barstool had planned. Yeah. Cause their bowl was canceled, but you know, they had something planned. There's too many minds over there that all they think about is how can they like mm-hmm. go viral and get clicks. And um, I don't know what it would have been, but I'm sure they had something um, probably, you know, borderline evil cooked up. Well, the most offensive thing to the NCAA would be a, a money bath. That's, you know what I mean? That's, that's what Barstool should have done. That's a bunch of cash. Yes, I think that's 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 probably the direction they would go in. And that would be, actually be a direction I would support. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like they make the coach go somewhere else and they just mm-hmm. do a money bath on the players. On all like, the players, on the MVP or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, but yeah, sorry, the bath thing I had on my mind. But yeah, Kirk Herb Street, uh, voice of college football for ESPN. Um, the guy, guy that a lot of most college fans like always liked and didn't really give a ton of shit to. Uh, yeah, for I'd a long put, time. I put myself in that. Me too. Camp. I've never really. I don't think I've once besmirched Mister Herb Street on this podcast of ours. No, he's just kind of a vanilla company man. Former player, um, knowledgeable guy, mm-hmm. uh, fairly affable, you know, clearly, yeah, clearly knows the game. I've met him a couple times. Always been very friendly to me. Uh, the few times I met him, um, but he got a lot of heat uh, over the weekend because he went on this rant, very stupid rant, uh, talking about how college he's worried about the game because college football players don't love, quote unquote, don't love the game anymore. And this is in reference to a lot of players sitting out bowl games now. Mm. Um, And so we went on this long rant about how like social media, cell phones, and video games have caused players to not love this game anymore. And so therefore they sit out uh, bowl games and, you know, they give up on their fans and on the team um, with no irony behind these statements. And uh, funny enough, that same day after that rant matt corral quarterback for old miss who has a really potential bright future in the nfl who's really good immediately gets injured in the bowl game mm. and uh doesn't get the play um also him saying this about the players not caring because of the money that they're getting and video games and all this shit and it's like dude you you're like the one asp employee that flies on private jets everywhere all these bowl games are commercials for companies. Like, come on. The, mo- the money is flying. The money's going everywhere. And these guys are about to make money. Why would they risk getting injured at the cheese it bowl when they're going to go to the well, NFL? Put, put, it, put also, it this way. Like, think of it this way. Uh, let's say you're a minor league baseball player, right? And you're, a, they've already told you next year, mm-hmm. you're getting called up to the bigs opening day um and we've and then your team makes the minor league world series and it's a seven game series 
and they were like, you can play in this, but you don't have to. No one is going to remember what the hell happened here. Uh, and you're going to make millions of dollars next year. There's a decent chance you could get hurt in these seven games. And it could affect your pay. Nobody would do it. But even that, you're you're even adding an extra layer because it's like at least the World Series, the trans that's true. The trans perfect oh, yeah. Music City Bowl is not, or you know, the damn yeah. My analogy's year. yeah. My analogy's not even good. It's it's even more. It's stupid. Work. Yeah, it's like like your analogy works for guys that are like Alabama or Georgia that are going to the national title game, where it's like, look, you can win this championship, but but that's like important a little bit, I guess. So like those guys don't sit out, but the guys playing in, you know, yeah, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, who gives yeah. a shit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just advertisers are the only ones who care. And honestly, if a coach actually gave a shit about his player, like, you know, I know that they got to look out for their job as coaches, but I would honestly be like, Hey man, like you're probably going to go in the first round next year. You can sit this game out. Oh, you don't, sure. you won't do anything to boost your stock in the NFL at if this any, point. If anything for coaches, I would encourage that. Like if like, let's say I have a star quarterback and I'm at one of these crappy bowls. Hey man, sit out, put in your second string and see what you got for the future give them an in-game snap and you're immediately already seeing your guy and you're getting experience to your new guys too. Totally. So, and as a fan, like for me, right, Tennessee played Purdue in an insane game and they had the game robbed from them. I, I felt like the rest, that was a great game. Yeah. The rest kind of blew it at the end there against in the trans America music city bowl. Um, but like, I don't know. I was okay with the Tennessee guys sitting out and I was like curious to see some of these young guys get some snaps and see, you know, are they good enough for next season or like get them more reps? Like I was totally fine with that. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, Kirk had to go back and clarify his comments, try to back off a little bit, but it's just old man yelling at cloud that I feel like catches up to everybody. (laughs) Yeah. We're uh, all going to do it at some point. I'll, I'll forgive Kirk or Kirk, sorry, uh, because he's, you know, this is the first time I can remember him completely stepping in it with a take. Um, Right. I mean, he's had a few in the past, but it's never like that bad. This is probably the worst. Yeah. And I, I see where he's coming from because in certain games, it is like, like from his standpoint, the, what makes college football special it feels like it's diminished because these guys are like, well, I'm just going to sit this game out. I can see how that's frustrating, but I think his decision to point his, his frustration directed at the players is misguided. It's like, mm-hmm. it's this whole system where now there's like a million bowl games and it's just to fill time and get advertising dollars to go to the NCAA or the colleges or whoever. And these companies, like we were just saying, it's yeah, four hour long commercial for whoever sponsors it. So it's like everyone's getting the money except the labor. Yes. And so, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't, I don't know. Kirk also like, he never played in the NFL, did he? I don't think so. I don't think so. Or and maybe, if anything, he was a backup at best. He was yeah. not like a starter or anything like that. Um, yeah, I think it's just a, a byproduct of everything we've talked about. Plus, like with the playoff being instituted, mm-hmm. it's like by that point in the season, 
if you're a neutral college football fan, as I am in this case, pretty much, it's like those bowl games were fine. They were fun to watch. I didn't even notice that certain starters weren't playing. It was just like, all right, this is fun thing to put on while I'm like doing holiday stuff. And then the the real focus is on the semifinal and the final and that's it. And I, and I get the heart of his point. Cause like, would I have rather Tennessee had all their guys out there? Sure. Like it's, you know, more of a chance to win and you get to see the team one last time, but like, I also am not going to get that broken up over the trans perfect music city bowl. It does not matter to me that much. No, at all. Really? Uh, And I, I think that that is a good way to look at it that you said of just like, you get a chance to see the guys who are going to be playing next year. And honestly, if I were you a Tennessee fan, I'd be like, you got to be happy, right? With the direction things are going in. It seems like they're headed in the right direction. So that's good. But yeah, these low tier bowls, that's all it is. Is like, you're kind of getting a feel for what direction your team might be going in. And then, and then some of this older guys on the team, like they can choose to play if, if they're like borderline NFL guys, it's like, yeah, I'll play. I'll try to show out and give one more good game or whatever to potential NFL teams that'll maybe want to draft me or pick me up at some point. So it gives them the option. And I think it's all good. Nothing's, it doesn't matter. No one cares about, the tail greeters cure bowl. Like it's okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. A hundred percent go off. And yeah, I think that, yeah, I didn't know he took a private plane all over the place, but according to some other podcasts and people I've been listening to talk about it, he's cause he does game day and then he has to fly and call sometimes games in other places but he's like the one guy or one of like a hand, literal handful of guys at ESPN that gets access to like private. I mean, he does commercials for private jets. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. It's like, I forget the name of the company that you can, if you're a rich guy, uh, you can get a private jet anytime. Um, you ever been on a private jet? I have not. Me neither. I feel like I wouldn't like it because uh, those little planes, I don't like oh, flying in general. And then the same. little planes are scarier. Same. I mean, I, I would make an exception to get on Epstein's flight back in the day. <laughs> uh-huh. But other than that, no, I'm with you. I, I've, I've been on very tiny planes that the whole time it, it felt like you were going to go drop out of the sky. Uh-huh. Not fun. No. So I, even when it's a smaller than average jet, when I see that on uh, if I have like a, a very short flight, I'm like, okay, buckle up. I, yeah. I I pretty much have to take um, prescription medication to fly comfortably. Yeah. We're we're a lot like Mr. T in many ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people always say that. <laughs> Whenever I meet people for the first time, they're like, "Something about you reminds me of Mr. T." Yeah, you're a lot like Babe Baracus on the A team. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's multiple things, man. I get that a lot. Um, but yeah, so Kirk, you gotta you gotta shut the fuck up, dude um like these things aren't affecting college football the nils or whatever like where players get paid it's not affecting anything like it's this old man mentality like the the tennessee offensive line they were the first on the university of tennessee to sign those endorsement deals Mm. and they're endorsing insoles and they get fifty thousand dollars for the year 
Yeah, like for the endorsement, like how is that affecting? And it doesn't affect anything. They still showed up and did a mediocre job. Like it's fine, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, it doesn't take any money out of I'm the pocket that, of anyone. Yeah, yeah and, and they're playing the same, and and I'm happy that they're getting fifty thousand dollars, man. Yeah, I don't see who loses there. No one loses. It doesn't affect anything. So yeah, just Kurt, get over yourself. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Flight. Yeah, that's bowl season, and I do. Before we get off of college football, well, no, we got to talk playoffs still. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I I just was like, I felt like we were moving on from bowl season, but the oh, real no, no, no. the real red meat is yet to be discussed. Yeah, it uh, the playoffs, the semifinals happened on New Year's Eve. And, uh, yeah, it just means more, I guess, because the SE, it's an all SEC final once again, as the Alabama Crimson now, Tide beat Cincinnati pretty easily. And the Georgia Bulldogs dominated the Wolverines from kick to kick at the, you know. So I was supposed to work New Year's Eve and then I couldn't because I'm in COVID protocols and basically it was just here um at home and i was able to watch the georgia game mm-hmm. which was great to be able to watch you know when you surprise get to watch a big night of football that's fun it is um but i didn't catch as much of the cincy game i it seemed like that was close for a while and then bama just kind of yeah i mean ran away score, i guess the score was close but it never felt like Cincinnati had a chance to me. It felt okay. like Alabama was just kind of in control the whole game. Um, there were a few plays Cincinnati could have made, like a few overthrows and and kind of wide open drops that could have potentially propelled something, but it it didn't feel to me as if as if like they really had a chance. And Travis Kelsey, former Cincinnati alum, now Kansas City Chief superstar. Like kind of threw some shade at Alabama, I guess, where it's like Alabama didn't prove anything or whatever. And it's like, well, they proved they're better than Cincinnati, man. Uh, so. And then the UGA, the UGA game. Uh, I mean, that was just, as I recall, wasn't that just a total blowout? Oh, from the start, it just never. Because I, I remember watching that and just thinking it, it looked like the Michigan quarterback and offense was just in full uh, crap your pants mode yeah they looked scared it looked like they've played a real defense for the first time i mean again uga has had a historically good defense all year long alabama just made them look silly in the sec championship game but that's like the one game um because yeah if i recall michigan got the ball first they kind of moved they punted they moved it a little bit but punted and then georgia immediately scored a touchdown and it was just like on after that yeah which uh, you know i feel bad i flew on new year's uh day before new year's there were a lot of michigan fans in the atlanta airport very enthusiastic a lot of uga fans but they're a little more subdued probably you know but the michigan fans were calling each other out and like oh go blue so uh Shout out to them. Uh, you made it uh, to hopefully, the playoff. and Hopefully uh, you had fun in Miami, you know? Yeah. You at know? minimum. At minimum, <laughs> hope you had a good time. Because the game couldn't have been too fun. But, hey, you made it there, and hopefully you'll be back. <laughs> 
so yeah so that sets up uh georgia alabama part like 14 at this point um and yeah, it's uh, a shame that jimmy's not on to maybe we'll Sorry, it's just now I'm getting a... Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just had 10,000 notifications pop up. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully Jimmy can uh, revel in championship once again. And, you know, as a bystander, I'm from Georgia, got a root for Georgia, and I went to Alabama for a year, hated it, got a root for them to lose, so... Yeah, as a Tennessee fan, not a fan of either team, but fuck Alabama, man. Did I ever, I'm sure I've talked about it before on here, but I, I would like to um, – it's been a long time, I'm sure. But did I ever tell you guys about some of the local commercials in Tuscaloosa that I got to see on a regular basis? I don't think so, but we should do a whole local commercials episode. We Okay, well, I agree. Because we're about to get into a weird dead period. So. Yes. I will try and find these and yeah. bring them back, but I will tell you about I them I mean, now. talk about them now. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was one Chevy dealership that they would always have a different, like they had several commercials with different famous Alabama <laughs> alum uh-huh. players. And their whole thing was they'd like, we got a blah, blah, Chevy and blah, blah, blah. And they'd always end it by going, roll, Chevy, roll. <laughs> and it was like, okay, I guess that works. And then there was another one uh, for an auto repair shop that played all the time. And it was just across the bridge in the town. Tuscaloosa is like a little mm-hmm. shithole, but it's some town right across this little bridge. And he would say, when your blankety blank stops going blank, Come on in. It was something like that. And he wore like false redneck teeth. Oh, yeah. Right on. And overalls. And it was just like, I remember it was when your blankety blank stops blinking, mm. meaning when your blinker stops working and just leaning into the whole fucking hillbilly aspect of uh, Tuscaloosa. And as someone not from Alabama, I was like, you really don't have to lean into this this hard. <laughs> you guys are kind of like this. Um, so, yeah, those were just two that I remember. And then, uh, yeah. Also, unfortunately, I went there before they were amazing at football. This was back when they still kind of stunk. Yeah, in Knoxville, when I was there, Philip Fulmer was the coach, and he did a bunch of first Tennessee bank commercials. And I think he's – He's incapable of saying school. He says skew. He's always skew. Says, skew. <laughs> he was like the king of skew. Because <laughs> um, he would always say it, and it was hilarious. Yeah. I think we had commercials with the coach at the time who was not um, Nick Saban. It was um, Mike Shula. Mike Shula. Man, he was a very, he's like a handsome guy, but very uncharismatic. So. NFL Hall of Fame Don Shula's son. Son, yeah. And I and when I went there, I think they were still banned from going to a bowl game mm-hmm. for recruiting violations. So, which is why I think I didn't know the whole. You know this, I'm sure, but there were T-shirts all over Tuscaloosa that said "Fire Fat Fail." Yeah, and they would chant "Fire Fat Phil" because I think didn't he rat them out or something? He was one of the people that they talked about or talked to in the investigation, and yeah, he. So they really hated that guy and. 
at frat parties they would play rocky top but change the words and mm-hmm. see if you can stick with this to fuck you rocky top oh really yeah I, they really hated tennessee back then oh they yeah i mean they they still do they don't as much because we haven't beaten them in a while i thought you were going to do the floppy cock version that'd be a little more clever because i've heard that one a lot floppy cock you'll always be <laughs> hang down between my knees that's funnier yeah fuck you rocky top was just like okay cool <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, all that. It was a, it was a hotbed of culture and and oh, knowledge. The SEC, the SEC is a hotbed of culture. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, if if you're an SEC fan and you call any other SEC school like fans rednecks or hicks or anything, like look in the mirror. Come on. Yeah, come on. No one, no one needs to be saying shit uh, to each other, except maybe Vandy. Um, yeah. But exactly. Uh, but yeah, that said, like, fuck Bama. Sorry if you have any Bama listeners out there, but I will not be rooting for you. Not a fan. You guys have had more than enough good yeah. fortune in the last 15 years. Um, well, let's get the, the dogs some some of that, that good, good loving. Yeah, so that game is on Monday the 10th. So we normally record, we'll be recording the day after. So next time you hear from Jimmy... You'll yep. know if you did not catch the game and have no idea, you'll know what happened. You'll know. Um, it's either going to be very happy, Jimmy, or um, disappointed, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. But we're all going to be rooting for happy Jimmy and for a bulldog victory. Oh, yeah. Um, and we'll see. I mean, if if they show up uh, the way they uh, the way they did against um, – michigan you know it's hard to beat the the same team twice especially with that little bit of a window in between the games so we'll see what happens yes we will and um i'm excited hopefully i'll still um i'll be free for this game um yeah you know, I'm ready for a regular ass schedule where I don't have to maybe miss all the fun things you get to watch. You yeah. Know? But um, yeah. Sorry, I got distracted because like Gene Chizik, former coach and ESPN commentator, also talking shit about players getting paid and stuff. But he's hashtagging his tweets words of chisdom. <laughs> And uh, that distracted me because it's uh, a dumb thing. Uh, it's very dumb. You should respond to him and say, uh, "Keep, why don't you keep your fucking mouth shut?" Hashtag words of jizdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, these guys are are great. Um, but yeah, that. That that's kind of the college football thing. Uh, that I'm I'm gonna be psyched to watch that game. I I think Georgia's gonna have a real fucking chip on their shoulder after that last time against Alabama. And you know, let's just pray for the little mailman uh, Stetson Bennett the fourth. Mm-hmm. I think he's got he's talented, but you know, we'll see. You know the. Little, we can root for little guys here and there. Of course, Stetson is the littlest guy. 
He, how tall is he? He's probably like my height, isn't he? I don't know. He's very like my wife pointed out. Like that guy is very small. Uh, it's so hard with sporting with team like weight and height listings because they always add a couple inches right so take this with a grain of salt but he's listed at 511 190 pounds okay so he's probably 5'9 185 right like with cleats on he's 5'11 and then bryce young alabama quarterback six feet 194 so neither one is that that large no um, no, but Bryce is the Heisman winner, right? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Gonna be a heck of a game. I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a close game. And uh, yeah, and it's in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just sucks for Georgia and Bama fans who want to make it. Yeah. Instead of just being in Atlanta or something, it might. Yeah. I'm sure that it, when they said it, they had in mind, like, if Michigan goes, that'll be a nice in-between. Right. Or Cincy. But that's brutal. Like, those quarterbacks are, little, uh, you know, they're that size that we just said, like, just six feet or under and 190. And then you have Jordan Davis, the defensive lineman for UGA at 6'6", 340 coming after. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have no idea how they do that. Yeah. So, I even like see over the offensive line is beyond yeah, me. I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy. But, um, but yeah, I think um, I'm going to switch over to the NFL. Now we got some, there were some big stories coming out of the NFL. Oh yes. Antonio uh, Brown. This with week, the, yeah. I mean, I, well, can you, did you, you probably saw that or mm-hmm. I, I, what, ex, what the hell happened there? So it hasn't fully, as of the time of this recording, the, all the details have not fully come out on why he melted down again. Um, but Antonio Brown basically uh, threw a tantrum on the sidelines and quit football uh, in front of everybody in the third quarter in the middle of a game at MetLife Stadium as the Bucks were losing to the Jets. Um, he it was caught on video of every angle uh, in a heated argument, I guess, with Mike or not in a heated discussion because he wasn't arguing with Mike Evans. Mike Evans is another wide receiver on the Bucks, but he was Mike Evans was trying to talk him down. But Brown was superheated. He takes off his shoulder pads and jersey all right there on the sideline and throws it. He starts walking because he's got to get back to the tunnel and the tunnel's in the end zone. So he starts walking down the sideline. And as he's walking, he takes off his undershirt, throws in the crowd, takes off his gloves, throws in the crowd. But he doesn't go around the field. He just cuts right through in the middle of a game. Uh, And he's like shirtless. And he starts like hyping up the Jets fans and like screaming at them and then just goes off into the tunnel and um cutting like, right through the field like my grandfather did at my jv game in the ninth oh, grade yeah exactly Just walking right across that was wild because i saw the video um and i i don't think i've ever seen that in a professional no, sport i don't think it's ever happened like that um guys have quit but it's been like at halftime or like right after a game but not in the middle of it 
And then um, I think like an hour or two after he did that, he posted on Instagram a link to a new rap song he is releasing. Mm-hmm. And then later that night, he was courtside at the Brooklyn Nets game. Um, Quite a day. So, yeah, uh, a guy who historically has uh, proven to have some major issues going on Mm. internally, uh, a guy who's been accused of a lot of misconduct on and off the field. Who knew this would happen? You know? Yeah. Who could have seen this coming? (laughs) I mean, obviously, he's incredibly talented um, and I don't know. It's sort of surprising that they, I mean, I guess we're at the end of the season. So he probably helped them a lot throughout the season. He helped them a little bit. Cause like the reports that are coming out that maybe started all this, uh, cause he was busted about a month ago with a fake vaccine card <laughs> and was then suspended for three games because of it. He's come back. And some of the stories going out there is that he hurt his ankle last game, which was a real like, he had a really good statistical game that game and he like kind of injured his ankle and this game, they like tried to put him back in and he didn't want to. And so he got in a big argument and did not want to go into the game and then had this meltdown. So people are saying there's bad blood because of the whole fake vaccine thing because of the injury and then being forced to play. Um, but yeah, he's no longer on the Bucks. I don't see how any team at this point can sign him because, like last year, he did the whole thing with the Raiders. Before that, he he did a whole thing with Pittsburgh where he was originally, and he threw Ben under the bus, threw Juju Smith-Schuster under the bus, and got himself fired from there. Then he went to the Raiders and he gave up like right before he was set to make like a hundred million dollars or something. And then he went to New England and he got kicked off that team right away. And then all the stuff happened with like his exes and child custody stuff and assaults and former employees coming out. So yeah, he ended up with the bucks and now he's done. Damn. Well, uh, I wish him the best, I guess, because he's clearly a troubled person and in a very manic move, just is being you know, manic all over the place, but yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully there's a, you know, happy ending for wherever this is going. I, yeah. Cause there's been some not so happy endings recently with NFL wide receivers that have come out and uh, we didn't cover them. Cause like usually like the super bummer topics. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like this, they're not came as out, fun to talk. About. Right. And this one came out and was just like, look at this crazy. I know. Uh, shit. And, and I thought the same. I was like, man, that's wild. I've never seen a NFL players take off their pads and walk off the field. Um, but, um, you know, he's having a Charlie Sheen moment mm-hmm. and Charlie Sheen's story uh, didn't, it didn't go in such a fun direction at the end. So I just hope his goes in a better direction for sure. Yeah. Like I hope, I hope he gets the help he needs. I also hope the people who are accusing him of whatever he's done, get justice. If there is to be gotten, it's a fucked up situation. I just hope the NFL stops rewarding him once and for all, really. 
Uh, yeah. Because he runs super fast, but I don't know, man. He's not <laughs> well. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I could easily see some team picking him up next year. Yeah. It's like, we got a deal on it, but I, I would hope they, they wouldn't, but. Who knows? This one might be too egregious because it it uh, insults the shield, as they say, of the mm. NFL. But whatever. Um, in other kind of sad NFL news or whatever, we gotta touch on it. R.I.P. to John Madden and R.I.P. to Dan Reeves, two yes. NFL legends who passed away over the week. One of which I thought was already dead. Um, I didn't realize John Madden was still alive. Uh, and Dan Reeves, I knew was alive, but that was, you know, former Atlanta Falcons coach and Broncos coach and Dallas Cowboy and all this. Diane Reeves. Um, yeah, RIP because Madden and Betty White both, yeah, passed pretty close to each other. Um, so you know, big bummer, both well beloved, talented people. Um, you know, John Madden is great announcer, him and Pat Summerall when we were when we were young lads. And of course, his video games have mm-hmm. they're a freaking cultural phenomenon. He gave us Frank Caliendo. He yep. was uh well Frank Caliendo, <laughs> you know, he he does Gruden, he does Madden. But Madden is what set him off. That, that yes. was like the one. Um Madden. Madden was like one of those goofy old guys that like, you know, we didn't get to see coach that was like mm. a person at like Dickie V or whatever that like never ended up getting on my nerves. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I like the Dickie V shtick when I was like a little boy, but then I got older and I was like, all right. Yeah, it's, it's a, it can be grading. It's a little grading. Same with like Berman, Chris Berman, who we've talked and like other guys like that. But I feel like John Madden was always a kook but fun he seemed cool. he's fun. fun there's a great clip i saw where he's he's outlining uh troy aikman's lack of facial hair i don't know if you've seen that clip yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, a great yeah. one yeah. and i think we were talking about not enjoying flying i believe he mm-hmm. did not fly that's Isn't why he took the right? bus everywhere he took a bus to all the monday night football games so you know just a great American. Great in Little Giants. Uh, great to cameos and other things, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so RIP to those guys. And Dan Reeves took the Falcons to the Super Bowl. And I'm not related to him, but I am sort of related to him because my cousins, cousins, so my cousins on their side that I'm not blood related to mm-hmm. those that side, Dan Reeves is a cousin. Oh, okay. So I've never met him, but and you never will. I never will <laughs> <laughs> unless we meet in hell, but otherwise probably no, no just kidding. He was a wonderful guy. Uh, he would frequent my sister's restaurant. He was a very nice dude. So an Atlanta legend. And, yeah. And NFL Hall of Famer, SEC Hall of Famer. Um, if you don't know him, I suggest looking out for two things. One, his accent, because it's like foghorn, leghorn, a little <laughs> bit like more refined. It's like a cartoon. Like when he talks, it sounds like a cartoon. 
but it's yes. real. And he says, skew, I'm sure. Oh, he's got to say skew. And then also look him up trying to do the dirty bird because it's terrible and funny. I couldn't agree with those. And I'm looking him up. He is uh, a Georgia boy. I didn't realize he is from Rome, Georgia. Yeah, he played at South Carolina. He's a Gamecock, too. Gamecock. Yeah, he's a very laid back Southern guy. With tiny little glasses. Tiny little glasses, a little slits for eyes. Just says Husky. Um, (laughs) Love him. All right, here's a little clip. I, I found a, a decent little audio clip of him talking just so you get an idea. The audio is not great because it's an old one, but this is how Southern this man was. Six weeks before one of the biggest games of my life. So immediately that little whistle, six weeks. <laughs> he actually has the whistle. Six that was not an edited. One of them. Six weeks before one of the biggest games of my life. I felt a strange pain in my chest. What my doctor found was my toughest opponent yet. Three of my arteries were more than 90% blocked. After recovering from surgery, lowering my high cholesterol became more important than football. Later, I was fortunate enough to coach my team in the biggest game of the season. Along with a healthy diet and regular exercise, taking Zocor every day helped significantly lower my total cholesterol. So there you go. He didn't do the horny guy restaurants. He went with Zocor. Yeah, he just wanted everybody to know how to lower their (laughs) cholesterol. I coached my team in the biggest game of the year. (laughs) Oh, man. Love that guy. (laughs) Six weeks before the biggest game of the year. (laughs) all right Dan. oh Um, yes gone but never forgotten and yeah and i guess yeah r.i.p betty white i know she's not a sports person no but i felt it would be and and yeah it's appropriate yeah you know i i thought okay complicated feeling with betty white because talented actress and go cool that she almost made it to 100 but I, I did think for over the last 10 years, everyone needed to pump the brakes a little bit about the constant Betty White talk, you know? Yeah, it's I, I, was, I feel like Dolly Parton is approaching that. Yes. Into the mainstream, because it's like growing up in the South, we knew Dolly and going to school in Tennessee for me, too. Like, of course, she's from there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people who are suddenly Dolly diehards, it's like. You picked this up, what, a couple years ago? And that's yeah. cool. I'm glad you like her, but let's chill a little bit. Yes, I agree. Um, it's, and Betty it's, White, yeah, I get that. And and that's not to take away from either no, either lady's talent. Great but, at the, what they yeah. do. I'm a fan of both of them. Um, but but yeah. it's, it's kind of weird how the people, yeah, decide to all get upset. So anyway um yeah, yeah. I, I agree dan reeves should have had more uh talk than betty white yeah, 100%. <laughs> i would have just paid to have him just read the phone book for like an hour like i would listen to that podcast no we're, but, we're still never here Leo. this is dan reeves with your <laughs> yellow pages and now I'll begin alvin aronson from Dalton, Georgia, 
and here's his phone number. That would be great. Oh man. But, uh, but yeah, so those were some big losses in the NFL. Uh, A big, uh, not a big loss, but a loss. Nonetheless, the Falcons lost again uh, to the bills this week. And uh, Matt Ryan had maybe the dumbest play of his career quarterback of the Falcons. Um, Basically he ran in a touchdown or he ran in what he thought was a touchdown. He taunted the defender the ref threw a 15-yard penalty flag, uh, which would be enforced uh, after the kickoff for taunting. But all plays are review- all scoring plays are reviewed in the NFL, so they reviewed the scoring play. They saw that it wasn't actually a touchdown. So rather than third and goal at the five, uh, it was uh, third and goal from like the 20 because of the penalty. And uh, no touchdown, no field goal, I don't think. And game over. Falcons are going to Falcon, as we say. And it sucks uh, because there's talent on that team. Right. Because I hadn't seen a Falcons game in a while, but I was watching this one because it was local here at Buffalo. And also, I was in my uh, fantasy football fight championship game, so I had a close eye on Josh Allen and okay. a few other players. But um, there's talent on the Falcons. It's the most I've seen them in a while this season. It uh, it's just not enough, and uh, just some dumb shit they do. I just don't get it. I don't either. I mean, I I'm sort of thankful that I didn't really check in with the Falcons too much this yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. Um, seeing some text messages from friends on different threads of like, God damn it! Uh, I was like, well, glad I missed that. <laughs> It's kind of funny to watch just to hate watch it for me. But um but yeah, I know I will say a, a little quick backing off kind of thing. A little taking some steps back or like eating some crow if you will. Um Jimmy and I have been kind of hard on Kyle Pitts and the Falcons drafting him. I still feel weird taking a tight end that high, but dude is fucking phenomenal. Um, I think he's going to break the rookie tight end records for yards, catches, and maybe touchdowns. I don't know, but he's putting up crazy numbers. So like that dude's legit. Um, I just wish, I wish we would have taken a quarterback instead still, but you know, I'm kind of, yeah. I, I, I started paying the attention to the NFL for the first time in a few years now because of fan. I hadn't played fantasy football in a while and fantasy got me back into it, but otherwise I just, I don't. I don't know. The NFL is losing me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Me too. I, I can't, can't quite get into it. I mean, I'd probably be singing a different tune if the Falcons were headed to the Super Bowl again, but. I don't know uh, if I would, man. If they ever go back to the Super Bowl, like I might not watch because it's uh, that. <laughs> it's been burned in my brain. Like friend of the sh- friend of the pod, Luke Mayu. And I remember talking about it where it was like, that was the year the Falcons, if they would have won the super bowl, I probably would have like, you know what? I'm retiring from the NFL as well. Mm. I got my super bowl. I'm done. I don't care anymore. That's uh, a good way to look at it. Yeah. But it didn't happen. We didn't get that opportunity. We sure didn't. Yeah. But well, we got the, Good riddance to bad rubbish. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, uh, let's see. Oh, the only other thing, um, jumping over to baseball real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I did see that the Major League Baseball mm, spitefully fired Ken Rosenthal, who I sort of think of as like the, he's sort of like the Waj, Woj, is it Woj mm-hmm. or Waj? Woj. He's like the Woj of, the, of Major League Baseball. Woj, if you don't know, he's like the ESPN guy who's the NBA insider. Like he's mm-hmm. the guy you look to for news about trades. Like, like I, I, he's just the guy that all the players like trust. And he so drops the Woj bombs. So Ken Rosenthal, he's sort of like, there's a few of those. Like, well, if I see him say it, mm-hmm. I know it's probably true. And, he also has like measured takes and he's not, and he's also like five one and wears bow ties all the time, but <laughs> he's um, they fired him. Cause apparently he critiqued Rob Manfred and they're saying that that's why the MLB like didn't renew his contract. Um, and I think that's stupid. This labor dispute is dumb. Yeah. And so is Rob Manfred. Yes. Bad so... commissioner. No one likes him. It's actually one of the few takes from Rosenthal that I agreed with. with any what exactly was his take? I don't know, but okay. any criticism of Rob Manfred, I'm for, because he hasn't been great, in my opinion. No, um, and it's stupid that, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like MLB and MLB Network, obviously, are like yeah. that, but it's crazy that they would just fire a guy for critiquing, you know, if that's what, in fact, happened. Yeah, yeah um so i just wanted to give a big thumbs down to the mlb on that move definitely um but yeah otherwise i think that's gonna do it for another classic up well uh and i do want to say before we go yeah, yeah yeah everyone keep your eye on fansville for this national championship we um we've been there's been a lot of talk offline about the Dr Pepper Fansville universe. Mm-hmm. We're not sure what the hell's going on. Keep an eye out. If we have to, we're going to organize a mission to go rescue Larry Culpepper. We're going to get into it way more. I wanted to wait for Jimmy to be back. Okay, uh, but we've all been watching. In, in case you are an eagle-eyed viewer as well of these commercials, the way I am when an edible hits sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes. Uh, I've been taking notes and uh, we've been texting a lot. So we will get into this controversy, whether it's next week or the week after once football's over, basically. I mean, I'd be down to just devote next week to national championship recap and, and the Culpepper and, and the Culpepper situation. Um, but we'll get into that next week. Uh, once again, thank shout out to boobs, the restaurant. We really appreciate you. Uh, you know, we mentioned you and then you jump on board immediately. And um, and if you haven't, go on our Instagram, Brez, check out the commercial. It's up there. Um, yeah. And give us a follow. Tell some friends. Like the show. It helps. And party and do drugs and have fun. Go to orgies, have fun, do drugs. <laughs> do it all. Um, it's 2022 baby let's go it's over 2022 baby come on um yeah we'll see you all next week so everyone stay safe as best as you can and uh stay alive and uh pop a bless all right bye-bye